This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon, St. Louis. DGS on KMOX. Happy Tuesday to you. Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Um, Hold on. Writing myself a note. You are sexy. Okay. Uh, Okay, so we have our first week totals in from Operation Food Search. Rach and I live and die by these uh, every Tuesday during the holiday season. We look to get about $1,000 a day, so hoping for seven grand. And you guys are killing it. You guys did $12,000 the first week. Nice. Plus $25,000 from the anonymous donor. Thank you, Mr. Ranji. You're welcome. So we're looking good. We're pushing 40 in the first, like, 10 days, so that's absolutely fantastic. I remember pushing 40. Please, uh, Continue to go to Hardee's and uh, be generous. Give a dollar, get a sticker, round up. Um, yeah, so there you go. Very cool. Thank you guys so much. Nice. Super, super cool. Uh, Rachel got all of her hair cut off, and I'm just going to get out there. I'm bitter. Uh, I'm happy for her, but had she been thinking of me, we both could have had medium length hair. I could have probably had this made into some sort of... I'd be so- Wig or something. I don't oh, know. Wow. Like we need to say wig. Like, oh I was trying to think God. of another way. Oh, to you could have done a, a locks of love donation. <laughs> Thank you. Straight to Dave. For- Thank you. <laughs> a hair piece. We could have been like the Beatles. Ah, I'm not even sure we need to be going that far. <laughs> An, enhancement. An enhancement. A small hair hat. <laughs> for events and such. With a brim? I have a brim now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think your hair looks great. Thanks, Chris. You look way better than when Andrew shaves his face. Oh my god! See, I, don't see, like I knew you, you were going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. It's yeah, it's just shocking. You know, when you see somebody get a massive hair, uh, hair change or mm-hmm. shave a face like you do, shave, shave, shave a face. face. I hate it. But the thing is, he shaves all the time. Yeah. Oh like boy, a, here you go. I looked up hat made of hair. <laughs> <laughs> they have those? Yeah, you can get them on uh, Timu, which is the new, like... Uh, oh, I know Timu. Yeah, you know Timu. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, you know what? It's like Guy Fieri. Yeah, I have like one a of visor those. with oh. some... I have mm-hmm. one of those somewhere. Yeah. Thanks for suggesting a novelty Guy Fieri hat for me. That's <laughs> It's not like Guy Fieri brand. It's called a hip-hop funny <laughs> sun hat. So it's not, e- it's not even branded. It's just... 
It's an off-brand Guy Fieri hip-hop funny sun hat. Look, look, if you're a new user, it's free. So, I, I mean, we are. Well, I think Rachel looks amazing. I said she looks like a famous actress. Yeah, that's so sweet. Thank you, Amy. She does. Yeah. Nipsey and then Russell. Andrew said, which one? I and said, she said, I don't know. No, it's just said, a nice sentiment. No, there doesn't have to like, be a specific you actress know, like in the mind. Hair, like, it's just like so put together and it's like such a modern, fun cut that it looks like. Okay, that's enough. That is. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I did think of you, Dave, because like seeing all of the hair on the floor, I was like, because you had made the joke yesterday. <laughs> like, wow. Dave, 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 you made the joke I, yesterday. I know who that could you use that. To have a wig made. You right? said that. That's what she's saying. Right? Like That's terrible. <laughs> I'm kind of with, I'm kinda with like, you, Dave. Like in Three Amigos where he takes the canteen of water and just throws it in the <laughs> <Yes>. desert. <laughs> I'm a little tired of the way these Dave, two. I did think of you when I saw the useless hair on the floor. <laughs> and how you would scoop that up and put it in a schnooks bag. <laughs> It's not what I meant. So you didn't cross my mind just for a second. <laughs> I get a little tired of the way these two interact with Rachel. I get it like when she's not here and they're oh, like, don't you I think know. life isn't worth living when I Rachel's know. not here? Have you guys noticed that? To, and I'm like, come on them, with this. To them, Rachel's one of those like elves that come out in the middle of the night and help a cobbler make shoes <laughs> yeah. or something like that. She, they're like, she looks like a famous actress. Which one? All of them. And then to me, they're like, we don't, don't like shave, your... Don't shake your stupid face. We don't like your nude face. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then me, the host of the show. Uh, here's a knockoff Guy Fieri Halloween costume you might want to wear. Oh. Yes, yes. No, it's just spiky. Right it's away. Like, isn't that Guy Fieri? It's just spiky. That was Andrew. That wasn't No, that was you guys. Shut up. No, I remember. I write these things it. down. I think yeah. it was me. It was you guys' fault. <laughs> yeah. Rachel has a real Winslet vibe about her right now, doesn't she? Yeah. That's what it is. Which Kate one? Winslet. A, a Winslet. <laughs> is there another Winslet. one? <laughs> I know a guy named Jake. Jake oh, yeah, me Winslet? too. He's got a page boy, too. Yeah. He's got a Prince Valiant <laughs> thing going on. He's a real Jeff Winslet. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, on the other hand. Woof. I think you so look great, buddy. Mean. I love you. He's a very handsome fella. Because you have your beard. Mm-hmm. That scruff because looks good you on you. Have your beard. And Andrew has beautiful hair. It's the hair. same thing you have. What would you do if That's Andrew like shaved everything, but he left like a mustache or a goatee or something? How would you feel? I would I want, like to see Andrew with a mustache. I want a mustache very bad. I look like Freddie Mercury, not in a good way. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Okay. I look like ugly Freddie Mercury if I shave everything but my... Because I've tried it before. Because I don't have a big upper lip to like really... <laughs> to really get to a, carry a the good... Stash. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. to really carry like a, a big like Ned Flanders mustache. Yes. I, like I can't do the like Ted Lasso Ned Flanders thing. It just looks like ugly Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm happy to. to do it. I would like to do it. My just wife it is very, my wife is very not a fan of it. We were just For talking. His uh, <laughs> getting all the pictures. Andrew's, <laughs> Andrew's getting a little grayer, and of course, my hair is gone. Uh, and I said, I'm kind of uh, surprised that my beard is not Snow White because my brother's beard was Snow White when he died at 49. And these guys pointed out, well, if you grew out your beard, it'd probably be white. And I can't do that. Because I look just like the Gordon's fisherman. And uh, now that it's out there and now that people have noticed that, I just can't do it anymore. Because I tend to wear a lot of cable nets and carry a lot of cod. And so... um, Like yellow raincoats? Yeah, Yeah. like Paddington the bear. So, yeah, people make that mistake. I have to look up Gordon's fisherman. Because I don't remember what he looks like. Gordon's been trusted since 1849. He trusts the Gordon's fisherman. And he gets to nail Mrs. Paul's anytime he wants, so... (laughs) 
Are they married? Oh, yeah. You would look like the fisherman. Don't set me up like that. Um, yeah, I would. And yeah. I do. Yes. Oh. Who else can we jump all over here? I don't know. Oh, well, Wheeler's be gone. Gone. Gonna be like that. Now. Wait, did you hear that? Wheeler's gone. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so Kevin. Poor Kevin. Sweet I can still hear him screaming from halfway to Jacksonville. <laughs> the sweet sound of gentle silence. <laughs> oh, poor Kevin. Oh, yeah, Kevin, poor Kevin. Kevin's not here. It's quiet. <laughs> There's no, there's nobody taking up all the fridge room. I was kind of, I was kind of, this morning when I, when I first got in, I put something in the fridge and I pointed out to these guys that it is kind of, so Kevin has a lot of like beverages and accoutrement that he comes in. He brings a big bag of stuff and then he puts it all in the fridge and it takes up the whole fridge. And if there's anything but his stuff in the fridge, he's like, what is this? Everybody's using all the fridge space. <laughs> but he has like three Powerades a day. He has like three, like 64 ounce Powerades that he shoves in there. And for a long time, he had this bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. And he said it wasn't. For what? I don't know. I never Pie. saw him use it. But he said it, it wasn't. It wasn't enough to like use. And it wasn't enough to take home. And I was like, well, then what throw a conundrum. it away. Yeah, well, I was like, well, then throw it away. And he's like, I'm throwing that away. It's good barbecue sauce. <laughs> does he put it on his beef sticks? I don't know what I don't know what he does with it. But he wouldn't throw it away and he wouldn't use it. And I think finally not I convinced even, him to throw it away. Bigfoot likes beef sticks the way that Wheeler oh, does. Kevin loves the beef stick. He's always gotta show you. Like you've never yeah. seen he, like, jerky before. Bag, yeah. yeah. They're the yeah, little ones them. too, like the yeah. little snack size. Like it's macarons or something. He's like, yeah. You ever see these? I'm like, Yeah. He has them every day. That's a lot Who of sodium. Who has beef sticks every day? <laughs> it's a lot of sodium. <laughs> it is so much sodium. It is. Beef sticks are so filled with sodium. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it's a lot of beef sticks. <laughs> oh, Kevin. I love Kevin. He's so cute. He really is adorable. He's They're, the cutest. For, for somebody who's, you know, 50-something and, and like, he's adorable. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, um, I don't know if you saw this. Ricky Gervais, the comedian, said something very offhanded uh, during a Twitter response about being middle-aged. And he's 62. So people went crazy in two ways. First, they didn't know he was, they thought he was late 40s, early 50s. Uh, but then they're roasting him. Right. Saying 62 is not middle-aged, dude. Give it up. You're a, you're a pensioner, which is mm -hmm. what they call retired people. I don't know. I mean, first of all, I think middle age is moving, which is convenient because mm -hmm. it's moving with me. Mm -hmm. But I think middle age goes until at least mid-60s, maybe even farther than that. I'd say 70. That's kind of where it because is. Because I wouldn't. I, okay, how you old are you? You call 70 middle age? No, I call 70 senior, but I would call like 65 How old are you, Ron? 46. See, I wouldn't say you're middle aged yet. Oh, see, I feel like. I thought I, mean, I was. Like the numbers and stuff, but screw the numbers. But just like in general, um, you two are young adults. So are you. Yeah. So are you. You're edging towards middle age. I don't think yeah. 47 is middle age. I thought 45. If you said what's middle age, I would have said 45 to 55. I would have said, I think well, like. you suck. <laughs> I think like 20 to to 40 is young adult, and then 40 to oh. 70 is middle age, and then 70 on is senior. So you think well, 56 is is senior citizen? 
Um, well, I guess there's a weird, there's a gray overlap area between 55 and 60. But yeah, 60 senior citizen, 55 is middle age. And then maybe <laughs> there's that transition period between 55 and 60 that I wouldn't know. I'd say, I don't know. But I would probably lean more towards senior citizen. And I say this as someone who like, I mean, I think I was supposed to be an older person and I know I'm not that young. It's not like I'm casting stones at like older people. Like I don't consider myself a what young adult. What do you call adult. yourself? Um, getting close to middle age, but so, you're not you're not putting yourself in a well. What, I think like conveniently 45. not labeling yourself. Well, I mean, I'm, I would say I'm 40, right? Because I am, but because I go, oh my gosh, I'm in my 40s, and then I think once you hit 45, isn't that middle age? See, I would have thought, what's the average lifespan? Well, for, that's for, deceiving though, because it used to be 78, now it's like 73 for men, but. Like that's taking into account people who die in their twenties and thirties. Right. People who grow old, people who don't die catastrophically young, mm-hmm. tend to to live into their eighties. I guess. Uh, he, he, let me clarify this because lest I sound like I'm being Too arrogant. Late. Right. <laughs> I guess my point is like, what do I think of when I hear those terms? When I think of forty, I don't think of young adult. When I think of thirty five, I don't think of young adult. I think you lose young adult at twenty seven, twenty eight. Like I think that's. I just think like when you donate. To Forest Park or something, I think you can be a young adult up to thirty, maybe. Yeah. So I, I don't think of young adults as forty. When I think of middle age, I think forty-five to fifty-five. Sixties would be more retiree age. I, I just kind of figured that it was mathematical. So if the if the average age that people live to is about eighty, eighty-one, eighty-two, whatever it is, wouldn't it just be the mid-range of that? Right. Isn't that middle age? So wouldn't it be forty-one, forty-two is like right smack dab in the middle of middle age? I think so. That's the way I would have. I mean, it could be. So in the last uh, 18 minutes, I've learned that uh, I could have had the extra hair on the floor of Rachel's <laughs> yeah. beauty shop. Yeah, you nearly asked. Uh, I'm a senior citizen. Amy called you a senior citizen. <laughs> Maybe I could get a Guy Fieri <laughs> knockoff wig. You're listening to the Dave. <laughs> yeah, this, is, uh, this has been great. But it's not a it, bad thing. No. Like None of those things are bad. It's not bad to be middle-aged or like a senior citizen or whatever, retiree, whatever you want to say. No. I mean, and, and when you're 20, fluid. it sounds terrible. But I used to think when I was 25 that, oh, my God, 40 is so old. I couldn't even fathom it. You know what and then mean? when I got to 40, I'm like, damn, this is nothing. What he finds the most offensive, the most offensive label of all is the... A quarter century. Oh, my God. When when people who are 25 years old call themselves a quarter of a century year, years old, like it like they're like they're it's trying like quarter to quarter life like they have yeah, quarter my quarter life, life crisis. Uh, yeah. OK, I don't get mad at young people for being young. Hardly ever, except for that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm so old now. I'm 25. I'm a quarter of a century. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, what are you talking about? You Dave, okay, everything's Dave? fine. Dave, you're good. <laughs> oh, I know that. You're good, man. <laughs> Just a little hurt. 124 DGS Wheeler out for the week. He is in uh, Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Atlanta for uh, his family Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll tell you this. I think it's a really cute story. One of our salespeople caught me outside filling up my drink for the show, and he goes to a uh, Bible study with a guy. And he said, oh, oh, my God, I need to ask you a KMOX question. He said, you guys got Dave Glover back. And he goes, yeah, we did. And he goes, oh, my God. Oh, you just don't know what this means to me. He's back. Dave Glover's back. Oh, my God. I almost ran off Highway 70 today. I was laughing so hard. I can't believe he's back. And Chris is like, didn't tell me never left, but I'm just letting him be happy you're back.
<laughs> funny. Where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> and how was it? I don't know. I don't know. And it's Did very he... cute that he's happy that I'm back, mm-hmm. but also troubling that he thought I was gone. Did he confuse your former station with this station? I don't know. Like, Possibly. I don't. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe well. he's time traveling. <laughs> I just thought that was cute. Like a very backhanded compliment, but yeah. I'll take it. We are well. so back. We are so back. <laughs> Don't call the comeback. Oh, Dave, thought you were dead. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Everyone here knows who uh, Matt Reif, the comedian, is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's fascinating to watch this happen in real time. So here's my understanding of what's happening. Uh, so I had never heard of this guy before. He has been sort of a hack comedian for about the past 10 years, kind of, you know, uh, doing well, not doing well, doing well, not doing well. He had a partner, went to some comedy thing. They said, we want your partner. We don't want you. Uh, he showed up anyway. He's very, very handsome. And uh, people spotted his handsomeness and he got a Netflix special. And evidently it's terrible. I watched about 20 minutes of it. I didn't smile once. Whatever. I don't. It's, it's like what? Success to anyone who gets it. Not everyone's my cup of tea. Uh, And I forgot all about it. And now, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's this huge backlash. I think some of it is from comedians who are jealous because he got a Netflix special because he's handsome and they're not. Fair. Uh, But he also started his show with a joke about domestic violence, about uh, a, a waitress who had a black eye, and she shouldn't be the face of the company. She should be in the kitchen. But if she could cook, she wouldn't have a black eye. Uh-huh. Oh and so gosh. then people complained, and he said, oh, go to this website to lodge your complaints. And it was a website where disabled kids buy helmets. So it's like this meteoric rise. He's made literally $25 million already. It's going to be the next big thing. Then he does a Netflix special. It's not very funny. And he does these jokes, and now like people on TikTok and social media are just after him. It's just fascinating to see it happen in like the space of what seems like a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's been roughly that long. He's been around for a while on TikTok, which is where TikTok's he got, where it ex- exploded for him. That's right? where he got all his success yeah. from because that's where people saw. And you can just post little clips, so you weren't actually seeing. Because I used to see lots of clips of him, you weren't actually seeing his comedy. You were mostly seeing him like flirt with women in the audience and stuff like that, or or you know make a little joke about whatever city he's in and being handsome. And if you'd go in the comments, you would see people. I remember then being like, he won't come to Atlanta because he's racist. And like, he isn't actually funny. If you go see him because I went and saw him and he just flirted with my girlfriend the whole time. and didn't really tell any jokes. Like, so there were already those kind of seeds. If you would go into the comments of his little bits and, and read yeah. them. And uh, I did like him aside. He might be the funniest guy in the world or not funny at all or handsome or whatever. He doesn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. I wish him well. It's just amazing to see someone chewed up and spit out by the social media machine in literally a number of days. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. 5DGS, a uh, couple observations. First of all, I, I giggled out loud when I uh, saw on the news that it is Joe Biden's plan to enlist Kamala Harris to re-energize the Democrat audience. Okay, <laughs> like what a terrible decision. And uh, then I saw that Senator John Kennedy, who has lived off of quips, right? We all know this guy. He's always on the Today Show, and he's like, "Well, that's like putting a banana inside a plantain." Like he speaks in stupid, <laughs> stupid things like this. I know what that means. And uh, and he yesterday said, trying trying again to be John Kennedy funny. That uh, when Kamala Harris's IQ reaches 75, she should sell. And people are like, oh, tell me you're a racist without telling me you're a racist. Tell me that the black woman's stupid. Tell me that she has a 75 IQ. So dumb thing to say. Uh, I've been very consistent about Kamala Harris. I think she's very smart. I think behind closed doors, she's probably really good at what she does. But we live in a world where it's all about sound bites and appearances. And while she's a very beautiful person, she comes off awkwardly. Mm -hmm. She yes. just does. So yeah. does Hillary Clinton. So does Ron DeSantis. There are a lot of people who are very smart and accomplished who are not great at appearances and working the room. And I think that's why her... Uh, ratings are low. Uh, I think it's very tone deaf and doesn't do Biden any good since a lot of people are worried about him being old and frail and not making it. And then Kamala Harris would be the president for him to say, like, oh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to regenerate everything through Kamala Harris. Just an observation. Here's my second observation slash question. Is Elon Musk one of the worst people on Earth? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Like, I used to be very... Yeah agnostic about Elon Musk. I knew the name. I didn't really know that much. I didn't care. Then I saw him land a rocket on a barge. I'm like, wow, what a smart guy. And then he was trying to get the kids out of the cave and was calling people pedophiles. And I'm starting to question it. And now, as I understand it, first of all, I think he's shown himself to be a terrible businessman with what he did with Twitter. Uh, all the things he's done with Twitter, everything was just one bad decision after another. But as I understand it, again, I'm not on there, but I read the articles, that he keeps doing at least uh, anti-Semitic adjacent things and then some straight up 
anti-Semitic things. He's and he, now he's suing people for saying he's anti-Semitic. And what's fill me in? What's going on? He's been like jumping into people saying like troubling like Jews will replace us type messaging, responding to tweets. Yeah, he's been responding, and then he's been like responding to their tweets with like. I like very explicitly. He says, "Like I wholeheartedly endorse this message. Like that's what he literally says." Or a truth, something. Yeah. Like or like truth. this yeah. is so true. This is absolutely so true. He's lost a lot of huge advertisers, mm-hmm. and his answer is to sue people. Have you seen the Ben Brody story? No. You should look it up, especially you, Aim. Ben Brody's a 22-year-old Jewish student who's wrapping up undergrad, and he's on his way to law school. There was some sort of an Antifa protest. And uh, this guy took his mask down, and he looked like Ben Brody. And so the internet, you know how the internet sleuths are, they're like, mm-hmm. I got him. I did a Google search. Here's the dude. And he wants to go into government service. He's a fed. He's a plant. He's like the guy at January 6th. Turns out, Ben Brody, the guy does look like him, but it's not him. He has eyewitnesses where he was. He has, like, uh uh, CC uh, 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 video of him at multiple stores across the country on the day that the thing happened. It's not him. Mm. And Musk looked at it and said, sure looks like him. And uh, I forgot the phrase he used, but basically said it's him. And now his whole life has just been ruined. And he sued Elon Musk for that. But again, this is a kid. Barely older than Phoebe, who is Jewish, who is in no way involved with neo-Nazism and is in no way a federal plant, who is provably not the person in the photo. And yet Musk is so cavalier, the richest man in the world, who is in charge of the most powerful communications platform in the world, flippantly saying, yeah, it looks to me like the guy. Criminal. It's, a, it's criminal. And, and what his behavior over the last year or so, at least, should be evidence that we need to stop treating um, tech people as messiahs or as idols or as brilliant to the point where we can never understand how smart they are. Because he's an idiot. He might know how to do some things really well. He might be smart in some areas. But generally speaking, Elon Musk is an idiot because a smart person would realize Hey, whatever I say on Twitter, there are hundreds of millions of people who follow me and think that I'm I'm unbelievable and they're going to listen to me. Mm. So a smart person would know that and would hesitate well, and would be very judicial with what they say on Twitter and he doesn't know how to do that. He's I uh, I think this sums it up well because this is a tweet I saw the other day uh joking about it, but he's been complaining about how there are on like Facebook and Instagram, on all the Reddit, all the other social media sites, there are a fair amount of like anti-Semitic comment on their content on there as well. But as this guy points out, those other companies don't uh, have anti-Semitic content on them, but they don't have a celebrity owner slash CEO who keeps showing up in the replies of that content right. to say, I think this is great. I endorse well, this. This Reddit, is true. Reddit posts are not nearly as avail- available as tweets. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're not as visible. People don't see them as often. You have to go seek out Reddit posts. Yes. Well, that's because there's a difference, too, between being smart, whether it's book smart or intelligent or able to build a company and having wisdom or character or virtue or principles. And those four latter, Elon Musk has none of those things. So if anything, it's worse than being ignorant. It's that he is smart enough to get to a place where he has a platform or built mm-hmm. some yeah 
modicum of success. And now he's using that without any semblance of principle, character, virtue, foresight, wisdom, whatever it may be. And he's doing an incredible amount of damage. And he's just criminally arrogant and careless. He has a terrible lack of awareness. And and th- what the lawsuit is, he's going after Media Matters. And from what I understand, they had set up multiple accounts so they can kind of monitor what the feed looks like. Because the charge was that there was all this anti-Semitic mm-hmm. stuff and it would show up next to, for example, an Apple, an ad for Apple mm-hmm. or an ad from Microsoft or an ad from a big company would be adjacent to this anti-Semitic stuff. And Media Matters went through and kind of looked for themselves and they found, and who knows what their, if their findings were true, they said that there was a lot of that where you'd see a big advertiser post an ad right next to something that was terrible and racist. And that's what he's upset about. But what And advertisers are pulling out, and they were doing it before Media Matters did this. They were pulling out because they don't like him. They don't trust him. They don't trust the platform. They don't trust that he's moderating it well. And they don't want their stuff associated with that. This has been long before Media Matters d- did what they did. And he doesn't have that awareness. He thinks that people are putting together these concerted efforts to try and tank him, and maybe there are some, but he thinks he has no agency in any of this. Uh, let me switch topics uh, quickly because we're going to lose Amy and Chris uh, at the top of the hour. And I want to talk about this after this upcoming break. So it's being re- widely reported that there is some sort of a deal uh, that's going to be announced, maybe even today, between Israel and Hamas in the United States. And that basically uh, about 50 uh, uh, hostages will be released in exchange for a four-day ceasefire with sort of like a back-end uh, clause where, and if you want to give another 20 after that, we'll give you another two days. Another 20 after that, we'll give you another two days. So globally, I'm struggling with this. Because if the if this were my family and God forbid my children, I would say give them heaven and earth. I don't care. I want Nick and Phoebe back. I completely understand that. But I also look at it when I was growing up. It was always the United States does not negotiate with terrorists. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you take our people. We're just going to kill you. We're not going to negotiate. Uh, Israel famously gave a thousand Palestinian. Uh, prisoners for one IDF soldier a few years back. And they're supposedly going to do that again. And they're going to overcompensate. My problem would be the obvious one, which is, aren't they just going to do it again? Aren't they just going to take another fresh 250 people? uh, And then you're going to have to start this whole thing over again. So I'm torn. As much as I want to see the hostages come back, uh, people have been complaining in Israel that, hey, you're saying that it's equal equal importance to kill Hamas and to get the hostages back. But so far, you're just killing a whole lot of people and you're not getting the hostages back. This meeting just took place yesterday with Netanyahu. Uh, Amy, you start and then we'll take a break and come back and let you guys weigh in. Well, yeah, I mean, and with when it comes to the intricacies of hostage situations, I wouldn't pretend to know all of that. What I do know is you you have to kill Hamas, take out Hamas in addition to getting hostages back, because as you mentioned, Dave, if you just get the hostages back and let Hamas thrive, they're just going to do it all over again. The Hamas leader said that himself. They're going to be October 7th over and over and over again. So is this part of a bigger plan where they have these 
concessions that will give three Palestinian prisoners for every hostage return. My understanding is that the hostages are are the women and are women and children, 50 women and children. Then there'll be a pause in uh, the fighting for four days and you get some hostages back and maybe they're thinking, okay, we'll do this to keep getting hostages back and then take out the rest of Hamas because they have to take out Hamas. They just have to. It's not... There's no negotiating with Hamas. Hamas wants to, it's their purpose to kill all Jewish people. So you got to take out Hamas, get the hostages back. Again, I don't know exactly how they're going to do this. Hamas has already put so many people in harm's way, not just the brutality of the attacks that we've seen, and also Palestinian people by using them as human shields. So you have to take out Hamas. I guess. I mean, I guess this is what you do to get back hostages. You negotiate, and then when you're done, you end it. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. Back with more. Uh, you guys are always welcome to join the conversation, regardless what we're talking about. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Toll free from anywhere. 153 DGS. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow for Thanksgiving Eve. And then Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, we're doing the best of. And if you're listening on Thanksgiving, something's wrong. And uh, <laughs> Friday is a football game. I think it's the Kirkwood Webster Powder Puff game. So we're going to be carrying nice. <laughs> In full with pregame and post. Uh, before uh, the break, I was talking about the whole hostage situation in uh, in uh, Israel and Gaza. And I want to give everyone else a chance to jump in if you want to. If not, I can move on to something else. Anyone have anything? Any wisdom? I, I just think you got to do what you got to do to get these people home. So I get the whole like we don't negotiate with terrorists thing, but you also we can't let these people rot where they're at. So I I see why it's happening. Yeah. And I don't know what what Hamas's end game would be if they if if their thought was, well, we're just going to keep kidnapping people and then they have to start bombing us and then we have to let them go. Be, to, to get a ceasefire it just seems like it doesn't really accomplish anything if it's just a consistent uh, cycle mm-hmm. of kidnapping uh getting bombed negotiating to give them back uh kidnapping more people getting bombed again i just i don't know what that accomplishes i this is just my gut but my guess is hamas like all uh islamic jihadists don't have a near end game i think they're playing for Something in hundreds of years or thousands of years or the caliphate or when this happens or that happens. I don't think that they think that, oh, a year from now, the whole world is going to be Muslim. I think it's just like incremental gains. Plus, it's all they have to do. It's not like they, they own businesses. They are professional terrorists. If they're not terrorizing, if they're not being funded by Iran or uh, uh, some individual, they don't have jobs. It's not like they work at the Piggly Wiggly and they do terrorism on the side. It's all they do. I mean, or maybe they kidnap this many people and have commit atrocities that are beyond comprehension and how evil and cruel they were, knowing that Israel will have a very strong response and then knowing that perhaps they can get the whole world to eventually turn on Israel. And it worked better than ever this time. I mean, it really did. Look what the evil Israelis are doing. I mean, Hamas played that card. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that one coming. get the whole world to turn on Israel, yeah. If they could wrap it up, you wonder how much anti-Semitism is going to linger after this. I mean, young people aren't even voting for Biden because of the way he's been 
pro-Israel. Like, he's lost a ton of the younger vote. Well, this is, he's got the nickname Genocide Joe. This is where people need to not do the Not a good nickname. No, it's not great. But this is where people need to do the Should work. Should have workshopped that. <laughs> I mean, it's alliteration, mm-hmm. so that works. Um, but but people need to, to make the effort to separate what the Israeli government is doing from uh, people who are Jewish. Mm-hmm. Because they're not... They're not the same. Mm. Yeah. They're just not. And people are too lazy to do that much. Yep. All right. Get out of here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.